Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, baby! Oh, a storm is a brewing, and I'm not talking about what's going on outside. It's crazy. I'm talking about what's going on here on this week's edition of And the Podcast Will Rock. That is right. It's the show where we talk about each track from one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen. And I'm ready to do this. I'm always ready to do this. You know me. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Kameyer. With me, as always, Corey Morissette. Corey, do you feel the storm brewing? But literally and figuratively, because up here in Canada, it is just a miserable day. It was minus 24, uh, minus 34 with the wind chill today. That's in Celsius, of course. I'm not sure what that is in, in American. Uh, but it, it was bone-chillingly cold here today and, and snowing and... Uh, the weather is awful, so I'm very glad to be inside and listening to some classic rock and roll. Uh, probably a David Lee Ross song, the way things are going. So, uh, you know what? Whatever. The wheel the wheel hates us, uh, but uh, I'm ready for whatever it, it throws up tonight. I think the wheel is is playing its own game while uh, while we play ours. But it's uh, but if if it must be Dave, then the ice cream man cometh. I guess. Uh, so I guess we'll find out. Uh, but before we do that, Corey, how's your week been? You know, it is pretty good. I got uh, together uh, with some uh, former brethren of ours of the, of the Feeding the Monster podcast group uh, on uh, on the weekend there. We had a little uh, little Christmas uh, get-together. Unfortunately, uh, you couldn't make it, but we peppered you with texts all night long to let you know that you were missed. Ah, uh, yes, and I, and I appreciate being missed, and I appreciate being thought of. Um, my night was spent uh, not in not really enjoying uh, fun festivities as I would have liked. It was more of, hey, let's get home because there's uh, some storms coming about. Yeah, okay. Oh, the storms are already here. Okay, great. Maybe it's nothing. No, it's a tornado. Uh, we're coming right through. Matter of fact, we're coming right through where you are. Um, by the time 3 a.m. rolled around, it was uh, me rolling out of bed, carrying dogs and cats and girlfriend and everyone. Let's get downstairs into a safe spot so that uh, we don't uh, get any, um, God forbid, something happened to us while we're upstairs. Uh, luckily, no housing damage whatsoever, but the uh the tornado decided to bypass us and instead gave us a bolt of lightning that struck down a tree that's right a tree a whole tree a tree that has been there for 30 plus years now uh well not now anymore but it was uh toppled over and landed on and around both of our vehicles uh we were blocked off couldn't get through um her uh roof took most of the brunt of the uh, of the tree itself basically could not get out of there until some uh, some chainsaws 
plural, multiple chainsaws uh, were brought in by uh, some very kindly folks in our neighborhood, some friends that knew how to operate it. Because listen, I'm a jack of many trades. A uh, chainsaw operator is not one of them, unfortunately. Perhaps if I had been born in a place like Canada, I would have uh, my uh, my chainsaw skills up to par. But alas, he issued you a chainsaw right at birth, pretty much in Canada. So I mean that you you, you wrestle a bear just to just to see where you uh, where you fall in line. I get it; it's fine. But alas, no, <laughs> I was born in the southern U.S. We are uh, never prepared for things like this, but. The solace is nobody was hurt. Uh, the house was not hurt. Uh, damage was minimal for us. Um, but, ex- you know, with the exception of the tree that fell over. But both cars drivable. Um, hers just has a really nasty dent in the roof, but that's being taken care of. And now we are not... Uh, we're not hurting for firewood, so the next time we decide to have a bonfire, it will be extraordinary. Well, and uh, thank God that uh, you guys are all okay, and all the animals and everybody in the house and everything's safe. Um, if you can get away, and I've seen the pictures of the devastation, and even the pictures that Mark put on his own uh, Instagram and his Twitter and all that, uh, the, the picture of the tree toppled over on the cars, it's scary stuff. Uh, so the fact that you got away with just one dent, uh, pretty good. Uh, I had a little vehicular mishap too. If anyone checks my Instagram, you I had a, did. Yeah, tell yeah, us I about was, that. I, w- I was uh, heading up to the city, the big city of Regina, Saskatchewan, the city that rhymes with fun, uh, to do some Christmas shopping and to get a doctor's appointment in. And doing a hundred kilometers an hour, which is about sixty-five miles per hour, uh, mm. my uh, passenger side uh, front tire uh, it, it didn't go flat. Uh, it didn't. Uh, pr- it, it literally exploded, uh, and. Uh, I'm very glad I, I was able to keep the truck on the road and, and not hit the ditch or, or roll or anything because there, there was nothing left of it. If you see the pictures, it was pretty devastating. So yeah. uh, for Christmas this year, I think everyone in my family is getting a new set of tires put on my truck because that's pretty much what I spent all my money on. I mean, ugh, believe me, I, uh, my, my days as a, as a courier have taught me um, that uh, uh, the expenses of tires uh, do not come cheap, and even if you do skip out and go cheap, you're going to pay for it later, uh, figuratively and literally. So, but I'm glad you're okay. Be- I saw those pictures. That that tire ceased to be. Uh, it is. It was nigh uh, recognizable as a tire at that point. So, it it looked awful. So I'm I'm glad you're good. Uh, tires can be replaced, but man. That was scary stuff. So we've had a we've had an eventful week, uh, you and I, for different reasons. But but now comes the time in which we can sit back, relax, and jam, as it were, because we've got a song by the great Van Halen to d- dissect, to analyze, whatever it may be. The wheels seem to think that we need all the Diamond Dave right up front. So as these episodes go on, it's just going to get more and more interesting and possibly not as fun. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> do you have any guesses for what the wheel might do? You think we're getting another Dave or you think it's going to be different this time? I, I'm, I'm giving up on this thing. Uh, I thought for sure there's no way I would have anticipated five Dave songs to start the thing off. And four of which we, we gave uh, positive reviews to. We, we liked four of them. Even the fifth one wasn't too terrible. So... Uh, uh, I, I keep dreading we're gonna have a run uh, of just 
uh, awful songs uh, coming here. Uh, I know uh, Mark and I are testing a new uh, podcasting recording platform here today, so hopefully it's sounding okay. I know we've had some audio issues on the first five shows, but I'm hoping this will help uh, clean it up. So we did a, a a practice spin of the wheel. And on the practice spin, we actually got Fire in the Hole from Van Halen 3. So it was a Gary Sharoni song, which would have been really cool to do because I don't know a lot from that album. But because we got that on the practice uh, swing, uh, means we're going to get, uh, uh, we're getting a Dave song. Uh, we're getting to talk about love or something. Uh, you know, one of the bigger hits. I, I'm, I'm convinced of it. Yeah. To be fair, I don't think uh, most people are very familiar with the Gary stuff because I think people just tuned out after that point. <laughs> Um, but you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna wager a guess here, and I'm gonna say tonight is the first first track that we get of the Sammy Hagar era. All right. Now, are you That's hoping my for prediction. a deep cut, or are you hoping for a for one of the the, the singles? I'm just hoping for a Hagar. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> hoping <laughs> we'll just, for a Hagar. Yeah, that's a, that's that's a, my new tune. An alternate uh, title for the podcast, actually. There you go. Yeah, be on the lookout for Spotify for that one. But uh, let's see if my if my prediction will come true, or if we yet again will be thwarted, uh, or maybe the wheel decides to pardon the pun, uh, you know, spin us for a loop. Oh, good one! All right, uh, Sammy, give us something good, please. Here we go. <laughs> We're getting a Gary Sharon song, Dirty Water Dog from Van Halen 3. Wow. Dirty Water Dog. <laughs> <laughs> I can honestly tell you, I am not familiar with this tune at all. Oh, me either. Uh, not even close. Uh, I'm going to try and find some information on it, uh, but I'm not real hopeful. <laughs> well, we know it's from Van Halen 3. Uh, which I believe is from the uh, the aforementioned uh, Gary era. Yep. So, hey, how about that? The wheel decided uh, once we primed it, it's like, yeah, we, we got Gary Sharon here, and uh, you're going to, we're going to stick with that. I can tell you Dirty Water Dog is the uh, fifth track uh, off of Van Halen 3. Ah, right which in was the middle. the 11th okay. studio album by Van Halen, released uh, March 17th, 1998. And it's also the last album to feature uh, Michael Anthony, of course, because uh, he oh. got replaced by Wolfgang uh, for right, 2012's yeah. A Different Kind of Truth. Wow, I'm curious to know if uh, if if Michael got. I do you think he knew ahead of time he was gonna that that was gonna be his last album? They've been having problems with Michael going as far back as 1984. Like it's mm. it's such a weird dynamic because. Uh, they got all uppity because they thought Michael Anthony wasn't contributing enough. Originally, they, they were splitting the royalties to everything four ways, an equal sure. share for everybody. But Eddie and Dave were pretty much writing all the music and, and everything. So they thought it was unfair that Michael Anthony was getting an equal share, uh, even though uh, you, you could also say the same thing for Alex Van Halen, who wasn't doing I, much of anything. I was, still I was just about share. to say, like, is, is no one going to mention, like, Alex? Like, what about him? I mean... Uh, he does what he does, but I wouldn't say he contributes, at least from the surface, it doesn't seem like he contributes a whole hell of a lot in terms of the song. So 
No, by, by all accounts, Eddie locks himself away and writes the music, and then mm-hmm. uh, Dave, ten minutes before dropping the track, would jump in there with, <laughs> with, with the lyrics. But um, must be. I wonder if it's because uh, uh, Alex is is protected by the, the <sighs> Van Halen name. Oh, totally. Yeah, could be. That. That's one hundred percent it. But uh, but the reason uh, I ask. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the reason I ask about uh, if if. I wonder if Michael knew this was his last uh, record with them. If maybe he decided, if he did, wonder if he decided to kind of go a little bit more hammy with his, with his bass playing. I don't know. And you know, he was only actually uh, on uh, three tracks on this album. Oh, Uh, without (laughs) you, what I want in fire in the hole, which were uh, the actual, actually the the three singles uh, from Van Halen three, everything else was played by Eddie. Well then, <laughs> so needless to say, in this track we probably won't hear a hell of a lot of of, of uh, bass variants. You know, you know what I mean. So, mm-hmm. but I could be wrong. Maybe maybe Eddie decided. You know what? Since I'm playing this, let's see what I would do. Well, I know uh, one of the bones of contention uh, with Eddie was he was mad that uh, he had to write Michael Anthony's bass solo that Michael played uh, in concert uh, every time Van Halen went out, and everyone kind of praised Michael Anthony for this great bass solo and Eddie's like hey I'm actually the one that taught him how to play that note for note he couldn't play that on his own so Ooh, and again I'm, that's just what I heard I'm sure Michael Anthony would have a different uh yeah I was about to say it. I guarantee you his side of it tells a different story too so but you know band drama what are you gonna do and there's some big stuff in Van Halen I know uh we were talking uh, movie uh, uh documentaries or sorry uh, music documentaries uh me and some friends, because uh, we just watched uh, Get Back, the Beatles documentary that Peter Jackson did, and yeah. it was really amazing. And I thought, what other band needs a Get Back type documentary made about them? And the easy answer is Van Halen. Like if they could get everybody telling the truth and all sides of every story and put it in a documentary, there's so much drama in the Van Halen camp. That would be an amazing movie. Oh, I would, I would just, I would never stop watching it. Like it could be, it could be eight hours long. And just like just a solid straight eight hours, not broken up into parts or anything, just eight hours, uh, uh, Zack Snyder style. And I'm there for it. <laughs> I would be too. That would be amazing. But uh, hey, you know what? Uh, episode six, it's our first non Dave song. It's a Gary Sharon song. Is it Sharon or Sharoni? I always, I think it's Sharon, isn't it? It's probably Sharon. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, I can no, be, maybe, it depends, maybe it depends on what, uh, what country. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the canadian pronunciation but uh, for those folks who've never heard of him uh he was uh and is currently still lead singer of a little band called extreme uh which had uh, a couple of big hits in the late 80s early 90s uh do you want to play from the bill and ted soundtrack extreme 2 pornography uh was their standout album fantastic mm-hmm. album it's one of my absolute favorites uh they're they're still out there touring uh also known for their uh virtuoso guitar player uh nuno betancourt uh, oh, yeah. who, uh, if you haven't heard Nuno, my God, he's uh, maybe Eddie Van Halen uh, 2.0. Like, yeah, he's pretty darn good. That's the not to go on a tangent about extreme, but that's that's sort of what's interesting is that everyone that is familiar with the band, they'll all say the same thing. They know two songs. They know, uh, uh, do you want to play? And then they do, you know, uh, uh, more than words. Everyone knows more than words. And that more than words is what people think extreme was or is like they think that's what the band is like oh all their songs must be like that slow rock was like no 
they were so heavy like and they were just they're good man and just just get, guitar virtuoso absolutely i i implore all of you if you're not familiar with extremes work other than uh more than words check them out man they might surprise you absolutely phenomenal uh what do you say mark uh i think we've yacked long enough should we get into dirty water dog well let's 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 give it a go all right It's a really extended intro there. Um, yeah, this is the most non Van Halen esque intro that I've heard so far <laughs> that I can uh, that I can recall uh, with other tracks of theirs. So yeah, this is an interesting start, and it is a bit extensive. Well, and uh, kind of funny uh, compared to the other Dave stuff we've done here. Uh, already, we're seeing some differences. We have an extended drum intro. This song is also five minutes and 30 seconds, which is really long for a Van Halen song. Usually the day yeah. stuff, you're clocking in, you know, three, three and a half. So already uh, getting some different influences. And I'm just looking at uh, iTunes has the credited writer of this song as being Eddie Van Halen, Gary Sharon, and Michael Anthony. So I guess the irony is he apparently uh, co-wrote it and did not play on it. Huh. Interesting. I wonder if he sang on it. I don't know. Let's give it a listen. Let's find out. think it's an instrumental at this point we've gone for over a minute uh with, with no lyrics well maybe this is why the track is so long it's because there's this enormously long uh intro and uh, <laughs> you know it's at some point i assume gary's gonna show up now i wanted to ask you just because we're listening to the guitar in there and like you said we don't expect much in terms of uh, a bass uh you know you know impressive bass playing we're just getting the dun 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 dun, dun just mm -hmm. kind of basic notes but everything sounds a little thin uh even the, the the guitar tone sounds a little thin kind of a little off uh what do you think of the production so far of this song yeah i was i was gonna say it's a it's a it's a wee bit timid for uh for van halen and, and that's not to say that other tracks they've done from other albums don't have that same kind of quality but at the same time like no not really not a timid is not what i would have described any of those other ones this one, on the other hand, kind of, yeah, the, the production seems a bit not cheap. The word is not cheap. It's just subdued, if you will, um, if that's, you know, if, if that makes any sense whatsoever. But, uh, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm curious. Did they change producers or, uh, or who are they working with this time? Do we know? Well, uh, Ted Templeman famously did the David uh, albums. Uh, I think they work with different producers throughout the uh, Sammy era. This is uh, 
produced by his uh, Eddie's friend Mike Post, who I don't know much about. I, I think okay. this is maybe his only album with the band. So could be. All right. Well, maybe uh, maybe this is his first gig as a producer. Maybe he was just trying. You know, he's he's Eddie's friend. Uh, he has the capability of producing probably and then so eddie said hey well you know what come produce our new album it's fine and it was like okay and <laughs> you find out real quick um those who can produce do it well and those who cannot don't but i tell you what on his resume he produced uh dolly parton's hit nine to five in 1981 so well, then I retract everything I said. Then, because uh, 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 forgive me, I, Mike Post's name was not uh, was not familiar. But uh, that is a very impressive credit to your name. But even so, now that I think about it, even so, nine to five is not like the most overly produced uh, track. You know, like I've heard other Dolly songs that feel a little bit more lively. That one's very. Very simple, maybe not timid, but but also it's a different genre of music. I don't know. Yeah, but going from Dolly to Van Halen seems a bit of a kind of a leap. Yeah, and he had some Kenny Rogers in there too, like you said, kind of a leap from Kenny to Dolly. Uh, he's so also he's composed a, a lot of TV theme yeah. songs, which I found interesting. He composed the themes to Law & Order, Law & Order SVU, The A-Team, NYPD Blue, The Rockford Files, LA Law, Quantum Leap, Magnum PI, Hill Street Blues. This guy's done like Every big, uh, he's composed these things. Yeah, he's the he's the man behind the do 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 in, in Law and Order. Yeah. Hold Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Wow, then I just made myself look like a jackass because it was like, well, <laughs> forgive me, sir, but, uh, you know, you... Good stuff, but um, all right. Well, you know, hey, everyone. Uh, uh, not everyone's going to have a great day. Not everyone's going to have uh, the. You can't have a highlight reel on your resume all the time. You're going to have a few duds. So you know, maybe maybe this one's a dud. Now he composed all those songs. He didn't produce them. So uh, well, they, okay, fair enough. So uh, maybe there's. I don't know. Maybe he's a better composer than producer. I don't know. Maybe. And you know what? Uh, actually, one minute into Dirty Water Dog, it kind of sounds like a TV theme song. Like It doesn't have much much backbone to it. Well, now that you put it that way, and now that you've listed some of his credits, man, I can't... First of all, you, you just threw me with... He composed not only the Law & Order uh, traditional themes, but Quantum Leap. Yep. Like, also Quantum LA Leap. Law. That's That's insane. Rockford Files, which has one of the greatest theme songs ever. Yes! Oh, God! Wow. Well, 
you know what? His pr- production uh, ability be damned. I'm a big fan of this guy. <laughs> yes, Mike Post is a legend. Let, let, let's see if he can save this track. We're one minute yeah. in. Let, let's see what we've got coming up. All right, so that's that's the first chorus, and right away we we've gone from uh, David Lee Roth ten minutes before you know recording the song, just scribbling down rhyming words, and we got a, a political song. Apparently, he's talking about a candidate he would support, platforms, another accomplice slinging dirt. I don't belong to any race. Like uh, apparently, this is a politically charged song, which we didn't get from the David era, right? And um, is it just me, or does it sound like Gary is? trying really hard to make his voice fit into a Van Halen song. You know, I don't want to say he's doing an impersonation of of Dave and or Sammy, but I've heard what the dude sounds like in Extreme, and this sounds very much not that. Um, It just, yeah, I don't... Am I crazy? Are you hearing it? Oh, God, I, I agree 100%. He's okay. so much more subdued vocally than uh, anything uh, that Extreme has done. Like, he's so bombastic and out there on pretty much every Extreme song I've ever heard. And here he's 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 lower in the mix, but he's very just monotone, and he's just kind of tr- trying to fit in that pocket as opposed to rising above it. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it's almost like he's trying to, to me, anyway, from how I'm hearing it, it's it's almost like he's trying to do an amalgam of both Sammy and Dave and get the best of both worlds. But but it just kind of comes across as him doing an impression, and a, not a good one. No, and, and that, that's not what I hear from Gary Sharon. I'm hoping that when we get to the chorus here, he unleashes his vocal range because he's a tremendous singer. Yeah, well, let's let's find out. All right. Again, so so we went from political lyrics to uh, peeping Tom, <laughs> peeping on <laughs> girls and being generally a creepy dude. Really weird. And we, you you talked about he sounds like a cross between Dave and Sammy in a way. I really heard it on that second segment there. Yeah. When Heavy Light like, is the way of the world. Because he he, he, I thought I was listening to Sammy Hagar there for a minute. Yeah, or like Sammy having like a bad vocal day. Yeah. <laughs> and see, this is what's like, I am so I'm baffled by this, but I guess I guess now it all makes sense why none of my friends, any, anybody that I know, when they talk about Van Halen, they absolutely don't talk about this this album, this era whatsoever. And now it's becoming clear. Um, and as you said, Gary 
is a tremendous vocalist and extreme for sure. I'll even throw in, uh, you know, their biggest hit more than words, uh, him and, uh, 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 I'm blanking on the guitar player's name. You know, ben um, thank you. Thank you. Their harmonies, like just their, just their vocal ability in that song alone completely blows away anything of what he's doing here. Uh, not to mention the rest of their, uh, catalog. I don't understand what, I don't know if it's because the song is uh, like the timbre of the song is, is built a specific way or because it is, it is a bit subdued. It is a bit uh, to me, it sounds timid, uh, but I don't know. I still feel like he could have done something to really let his voice soar. And, and I, we're, we're not even uh, done with the song yet. We're just now into the first chorus and I'm still, I'm just kind of going, really, Gary, really? Well, and I, I always like to look at a song lyrically to see if it tells a story, makes any sense whatsoever. It doesn't seem we went to. A whole, yeah, we went to a, from a political vibe to now just, I'm a creepy guy who likes girls. And it's <laughs> it doesn't really fit together. I wonder what we're going to get in the third verse. This is gonna oh, be boy. Boy, Mark, your thoughts on uh, on that solo? I thought the solo was going to do what what it did uh, with uh, our last episode. I thought the solo was going to save the day. Uh, I did not feel saved uh, with this solo. It sounded very much like Eddie. He's uh, he went full whammy bar, like you know he is one to do uh, with some pitch harmonics in there as well. So cool, fine, but it still didn't feel like uh like a grand eddie solo and i get it sometimes you can't get a grand eddie solo in every single track you're just you're just not going to get them um as long as the track is can stand alone it can or can stand by itself without it i was kind of hoping this song was going to uh be uplifted by the solo um and i don't i'm not quite sure it did uh what about what do you think? Uh, it didn't work for me. Uh, I 
I, I kind of sensed the tempo change coming and we got that and it got a little little slower. I, I wasn't minding the groove of the song until we hit that tempo change. It's like, oh, this feels kind of disjointed. Yeah. Um, Alex, whatever that little drum fill he did really like threw me for a loop. I was like, whoa. Like, I'm sure it was on, you know, on tempo and, you know, everything was fine, but it sounded and felt really weird. So I was like, I don't know what you're doing. For that actually, as, as I'm getting up my drums and I'm playing more, uh, I'm playing along to different drummers and some of Alex's stuff is, is known for that where he, he throws in this kind of weird fill mm -hmm. uh, in kind of a weird spot. And it, it, it's tough to play. I guess it sets them apart, but I don't know if it makes the song better. That's well, see, that's the key. That's the key, isn't it? Um, I, I, I don't know that it, serves this song very well i i can tell you that um and again i'm just uh i can't i can't get over what what the hell gary's doing or not doing rather um but yeah <laughs> all right well we got a minute 30 left let's try and ride right. this one up let's do it gotta love a good long fade out i gotta tell you um i didn't mind the ending there it, it kind of got into a neat little groove and we got some some pretty cool bass playing apparently from eddie van halen uh yeah, along with the guitar and, and alex was was pretty uh you know he wasn't disjointed uh, on that little ending bit um i don't know if it's enough to save the song for me though i didn't like much of anything up to that point but that last little bit uh, i was into i do think uh michael's contribution is probably that uh that high uh, harmony on the chorus um i don't know unless unless gary did it himself but it, it feels like that was probably michael um but and i also agree with you about the that sort of ending little little outro whatever it is that uh yeah i i dug that groove i liked what eddie was doing there on bass that was cool when give us a little more of that if you're gonna take on the track um but now we come to it, uh, uh, Corey. About this song, <laughs> what's what what's is this going to be? Uh, this is our first of the show so far. This is our first track that is not Dave. The first time it's finally happened, and we got we got a Gary, we got a Gary track. So, what say you about? Uh, uh, 
I've already forgotten the name of it. Dirty Water Dog? Dirty Water Dog. Dirty Water Dog. No. God damn it, baby. No, I ain't lying to you. Hey, man, don't be squirting water at me. Uh, This song is weird. Uh, It's so disjointed. It's like three (laughs) different songs that they mush together, uh, not cohesively, that I wasn't really fan. The, The chorus was okay. Um, and, and the ending little jam I liked, so it, it wasn't a, a complete failure, but lyrically it's stupid as hell and, and kind of creepy, uh, even though I'm a heterosexual man too. He doesn't mind looking at ladies, uh, uh, geez, uh, in the whole, we had political, we had dirty water dog and a bird. Um, lyrically, this thing was weird. Musically, this thing was weird. I, I got to give it a no. I went into this thing with a very open mind. Uh, because as I mentioned, I am unfamiliar with Van Halen three, uh, I was unfamiliar with Gary's run in the band. Uh, I had never heard anyone particularly like this, uh, version, but I know of Gary Sharon's work. I know what he can do vocally and you on the surface, just like a lot of people thought, uh, it probably would be a pretty cool match. And maybe this track isn't the one to do it justice. But this is the track that was chosen. And therefore, my vote... Oh, God! No! God damn it, baby! No, I ain't lying to you! Hey, man, don't be squirting water at me! I, I echo everything you said. I would throw in also, this track is kind of boring. Yeah. Like I was I was not having fun listening to this song whatsoever. And it has nothing to do with the fact that we are not in a party mode era Van Halen, you know, with, with Diamond Dave, whatever. No, no, no. I maintain that some of their best songs are from the Hagar era. And not all of them are about partying. Most of them are not about partying whatsoever. So it's not that. It's just mm-hmm. this this song did nothing for me. Uh as a Van Halen fan, as a as a rock music listener this did nothing except kind of bum me out also if you if i didn't know that it was gary sharon of extreme doing vocals on this album and you gave me this song i would right automatically turn it off and go i don't know who the guy is doing the awful david lee roth slash sammy hagar impression is but he's awful get him out of there um and then you told me it was gary sharon i'd be like you're lying that's a lie no chance but alas here we are no and it really doesn't it just i don't and i don't know why he he decided to do that now i'm worried that the rest of the album is gonna follow suit so if that's the case i remember fire in the hole i think it was from uh it was in a lethal weapon movie too if i remember correctly i I remember that. oh that's the one yeah that's the one they did for uh lethal weapon four yeah um which (laughs) But uh, uh, yeah, because it had a video too. I remember because I remember uh, uh, some pr- uh, commercials or pr- promo videos, whatever, talking about like new Van Halen album. And I was like, they're back, cool. And like that doesn't look like Sammy or Dave. Who is that? I didn't know what Gary looked like at the time. Um, but yeah, no, this is just this ain't the one. There might be uh, when we listen to Fire in the Hole eventually, uh, and there might even be some other gems some little diamonds in the rough no pun intended there uh 
then I might change my tune, as it were. But for Dirty Water Dog, uh, that's going to be a no dog for me. No, no, no. Yep, not feeling it, not feeling it. But I am glad that we got something new. It's true. It's true. We, uh, it, I, I was not correct in my prediction, but that, that's that's okay. We we have more more tracks to follow. Yes, it, it wasn't a Dave song. So I'm very no, it wasn't. We got a we got a respite. We got a brief respite from from Dave for a little while. Um, as far as I'm concerned, we can probably take a, a long hiatus for a while because the 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 more we keep doing dave tracks the more we're gonna just you know blow our wad as it were about uh the the great hits that they have we've already talked about a couple yep but you know you know the ones we're not ready for that yet we're not gonna do that we're going to uh we're gonna push on through this one was a stinker for us uh we are curious to know what you the audience think though uh how how did you feel about our analysts uh, or analyzation, as it were, about the the track? How do you feel about the track itself? Are, are you a fan? Do you like this album? If you do, hit us up. We we have a Twitter. Uh, it's uh, at and the podcast will rock, I believe. At podcast will rock. At podcast will rock without the end. Uh, yeah, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know. Uh, share this episode. Listen to it. We are, I believe, everywhere now. Uh, I think uh, everywhere you get podcasts, you can find us. Uh, oh, speaking of that, Corey uh, let me in on something kind of cool about our podcast. Could you, do you remember what that was? Uh, yeah, I, I got an email informing us that uh, we were ranked 28th uh, in the country of Canada on Apple Podcasts in the category of music commentary. Uh, podcasts in general, we were in the, in the top 250. Uh, which is a pretty good start, but hey, uh, man, hey, I'll uh, take it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> top thirty in the like in the rock category. That's you know, and in Canada, look, Canada's got a happening rock scene. Some of the greatest bands in the world come from Canada, so I'm calling that a win. Uh, but let us know, share it, let us uh, hit us up on the Twitter, and then uh, if you want to hit us up individually, Corey, where can they find you? They could find me at CD Morset on Twitter and Instagram. By all means, let us know if I missed the mark on Dirty Water Dog. Maybe it's a classic and I'm just not looking at it through the right lens. Uh, but uh, let me know. And let me know uh, what you like to see uh, on the show here. And uh, you can find me at Mark the Bat on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, all my uh, drummer friends and drummer enthusiasts out there who think I am just out of line for the, the things I'm saying about Alex Van Halen, please let me know. I know that you will, regardless, uh, and that's that's totally fine. But feel free to hit us up and, and let us know how we're doing and how you feel about these tracks, because I guarantee you we are not the only ones with some hot takes on particular songs in the Van Halen, uh, Van Halen cat catalog. It's quite extensive. Well, you guys, that'll do it for this episode. The holiday seasons are here. They are approaching. Be safe out there. Uh, mind the weather of all forms because it is, it's crazy. It's a mess, and we can't figure it out. We just, we just can't figure it out. I, I had a coat on all week except for today. Doesn't make any sense. It, it's fine. It's December. But nevertheless you may not be able to count on the weather but you can count on us to give you all your rock needs met here at and the podcast will rock and we will rock you later